0: Grace to you in peace from God, our Father, and from our risen, risen and living Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word of God that he grants us as a gift to hear and learn this morning is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars of heaven will fall and the powers in the heaven will be shaken. And they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send his angels and gather together his elect from the four winds, from the farthest part of earth to the farthest part of heaven. Now learn this parable from the fig tree, which when its branches has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that it is near even at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch, and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and to each his work, and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest, coming suddenly, he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. There's a lot in these few verses that we just heard this morning. A lot that we might have trouble grasping, might have trouble understanding, a lot that might leave us with questions. What is this shortening of days that Jesus is talking about? What is this tribulation? What does he mean when he says this generation will by no means pass away? That generation we might think is long gone. There's a lot here that's difficult. For us to understand and in some respects it's a good thing it gives us a chance to really study God's word, dig deeply into it which is always a good thing back in March of this year a pastor posted a topic on clergy talk about these very verses and it's been going back and forth ever since and kind of all around lots of discussions what does this mean this last week in particular there were lots of questions about it I'm sure there's lots of pastors studied this text for for this Sunday. It might seem like the text before us is kind of like a teen boy's room. You go in trying to clean it up and you wonder where do I even begin, right? We know that it's not a mess, we know it's God's word, but it can kind of seem like chaos to us, a little confusing. But in all the questions, in all the, the difficulties, I think there's one thing that Jesus really makes sure to draw our attention to. One thing he really wants to make sure that we come away with, isn't there? One thing that he repeats over and over. What I say to you, I say to all, watch, be alert, be ready. Hey, eyes up here. Ever heard your teacher say that? Maybe you remember your teacher saying that when you were a kid? Stop looking out the window. Pay attention to the board. It's easy for kids to get distracted. It's easy for us to get distracted, too. That's what Jesus is telling us in the text. Eyes on me. Eyes on Jesus. A lot of what Jesus is talking about, and we don't have time to go into it all in our sermon this morning. Uh, we, We can talk about some of these things in Bible class. But a lot of what Jesus is talking about here is simply warnings. Don't get distracted. These things are going to happen. Don't let them distract you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on what's important. Jesus and the forgiveness of sins. Jesus and the salvation that he brings. Eyes up here. When Jesus says, watch, he's not talking about a football game. He's not even talking about a lot of these other things that he talks about in our text. When Jesus says, watch, He's drawing us our attention to himself, to him, and his cross, and the forgiveness that he offers. What are some of the things he talks about that might distract us? There will be tribulation in those days. Indeed, there is tribulation. What does Jesus say? Keep your eyes on Jesus. There were some more school shootings this last week in Colorado. One of them, my sister was at the school, in the building. These things can be distracting, can't they? When we hear about these things, or maybe even witness them ourselves, the temptation can be, well, this is what's important. This is what I need to do. I need to, I need to find a way to fix this. I need to find a way to, to help the kids. Certainly, there's value in that. Certainly, we, we want to try and stop violence when we can. We want to try and help those that are victims of the violence. But we need to keep the focus on Jesus. Not not get distracted so that we forget about what's really important. Being a Christian is sometimes a lot like driving. Maybe not a lot to do except keep your eyes on the road and don't get distracted when your cell phone buzzes with a text from your friends, right? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't get distracted by all the things that surround us in this world. All the tribulations that so often make us think, what ha- what's happening? It's the end of the world. We talked about that last week, pulling our hair out because, oh, well, what is this world coming to? Jesus told us it it did happen, it will happen, it's going to happen again. But he's our savior, he's coming. He's bringing his salvation. There will be false Christs and false prophets. These things can be distracting too. What's that guy saying? What's that, what that guy saying? Keep your eyes on Jesus. The sun and the moon will be darkened. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Did any of you see the lunar eclipse this, what was it, Friday, Thursday night, Friday morning? I was going to watch it until I found out it was at 3 in the morning. And I, I did happen to wake up at 4, so I saw just the tail end of it, but that's not what Jesus is talking about here, is it? He's not talking about eclipses. What is he talking about? Well, again, that's something that we can discuss in Bible class. But Let's take the worst-case scenario. Let's say he he means it literally. Let's say he's actually talking about the sun, not just an eclipse of the sun or eclipse of the moon. Let's say he's actually talking about the sun stop shining. That seems like a pretty big deal. Don't get distracted. Even that's not as important as what Jesus offers here, the forgiveness of sins and the salvation. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Verse 31 of our text reminds us, heaven and earth will pass away. The sun will stop shining someday. The moon will stop shining. All these things that surround us in this life, they're going to pass away. They're going to be gone. My words will by no means pass away. All these things that we think are so important, our cell phones, our friends, politics, Green Bay Packers, of course, the most important thing, right? All these things will pass away. Keep your eyes on Jesus. My word will never pass away. We heard that in our Old Testament reading. My salvation will never end. That which I bring to you, that's going to last forever. All the things in this world that so easily distract us, they're going to end. They're going to come to naught. We're going to be tempted to be distracted in our lives by things that are loving, things that are full of hate. By tribulation and by joy, by that which is beautiful and that which is ugly, by greed, and by charity. Keep the focus on Jesus. That's the only thing that matters. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, Jesus writes a letter to the church in Sardis. He has something about this to say to them. They, the church in Sardis is maybe only 50 years old. Not very old for a church and that they've become distracted. Revelation 3, 1-3. To, to the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, and you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Here's a church that's not that old and yet forgotten to keep the focus on Jesus. Apparently, they were doing something. What exactly, we don't know. But they were doing something that gave them the reputation of a very good church, a very alive and vibrant church. You have a reputation for being alive, Jesus says. Maybe maybe they were really fervent in good works. We don't know for sure. Whatever it was, it gave the impression of a very vibrant church, and yet Jesus says they, they lost focus. Whatever they, they were doing was undoubtedly a good thing to do, but it was leading them away from repentance and, and faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. They, they lost that focus. They forgot to keep their eyes where they were supposed to be. The warning, a very valid warning for us as well. Watch, Jesus says. How do we do that? How do we remain focused? How do we keep ourselves from drifting into the things of this world and forgetting about Christ and his forgiveness and his salvation? Well, How do you remain focused when driving? Probably a good night's sleep is a good start. Maybe a lot of coffee. What's the one word that is over and over again in Scripture Paired right along with the word of our text today, watch and I think you guys know what the next word is, right? Watch and pray. It's right there in our text, too, verse 30, verse uh, 33 of our text. Take heed, watch and pray. It's what Jesus said to the apostles in the Garden of Gethsemane. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. And Paul repeats in Colossians 4:2, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. And being vigilant, that's the same word of our text. Watch. Watch and pray. Prayer is like coffee for the soul. As coffee gives us energy for our bodies, prayer and and study, being with Christ in his word gives us energy for our soul and keeps us focused on Christ and his forgiveness and, and his salvation. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, didn't we? We talked about the importance of Getting that rest that Jesus offers us. Finding that rest in Jesus. If you want to stay focused when you're driving, you need to have a good night's rest the night before. If you want to stay focused in your life, you need to take that time to to rest in Jesus through prayer and and Bible study. You know, those books that are right in front of you, which we don't even use anymore. It's it's nice blue, well, mine is black. You guys have blue hymnals. It's a good resource. It's not just for church. We don't even use them in church. I, you guys have the whole hymn written or printed there in your bulletin and the, the service too. But it's a, they're a good resource for, for your house, for your home. You're on, uh, on page 102 and following, it's just filled with prayers to use in your house. You're sitting there wondering, well, how do I pray for this or that? Well, there's a prayer for almost everything right there in the beginning of your hymnal. And even better yet, you look through this going to remind you of things that you didn't even think to pray for, but maybe should be. Here we have on page 109 prayer for humility. Well, when was the last time you remembered to pray for humility? It's a good reminder, right? Prayer for, prayer for patience. Prayer for a happy death. Well, that's a good thing to pray for. Pray for the Holy Spirit. You can look through that, find what you need. A reminder. A daily reminder of things that, okay, I should be praying for that as well. We're on page 161, you have a, a list of, of readings for the whole year. You're wondering, well, what part of the Bible should I read this week? Well, there you go. Fourth Sunday in Lent. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Your readings for, for the week. And then, of course, all the hymns. God's Word set to music. I mean, what could be better to use in your house on a daily basis? Come home from work tired? Want some rest? Well, you can sit down and watch TV, but TV really just doesn't really give you rest. At least for me, it just makes me feel more tired. If I sit down and start plunking out a hymn on the piano, I don't do as well as my wife does, but I can plunk out the melody. Wow, that really makes me feel refreshed, hearing God's word in melody and song there. Not all of you know the piano, and maybe you don't want to sing where people can hear you. You guys have CDs, and other things to listen to too. Rest for your souls. A reminder of all that Jesus has, has done for us. You know, for myself, it's hard to get going in the morning without a, without a cup of coffee. I have to sit down and, and drink some coffee before I can really be productive. But how much better not only to start with coffee for the body, but God's word open right there in front of you. Energy for the soul, energy for the body. Good start to the day to get you ready. Without that, without that rest in Christ, without that daily prayer and Bible study, we're going to end up like Peter and the apostles in the garden, falling asleep, losing focus. We're going to end up like Sardis, losing focus on what matters in the, the chaos of this world. we we'll focus on Jesus and his salvation. There's a lot to distract us in this world. There's a lot that seems important. What really matters is Jesus died for your sins. He's forgiven you. His salvation is waiting. Our Old Testament lesson reminds us of that salvation. It's such a beautiful promise there, isn't it? In Isaiah 51, verse 6, My salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will not be abolished. Heaven and earth will pass away, but what will never pass away? The forgiveness that God has given to us in Christ Jesus. The salvation that that he won for us on the cross. And we hear the same thing in our epistle reading as well. Jude 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceedingly great joy. Our strength is going to fail. Jesus' strength doesn't. His promises to us don't fail. We're going to be distracted. Jesus isn't distracted. There's a, that's another beautiful verse as well, right? When we are faithless, we start wandering, looking out the window, forgetting to keep our focus on Jesus. He remains faithful. He doesn't forget his promises to us. Without him, we'll quickly become like Sardis or like Peter and the apostles in the garden. But even Peter, when he forgot to keep watch, when he fell away, fell into temptation because of it, What did Jesus do? He came back, restored him, forgave his sins, woke him up, reminded him of that one thing important, his salvation, his death for our sins. Without Jesus, without the rest, he promises us, we'll quickly fall asleep at the wheel. But Jesus is able to keep us focused on him until the day of his coming. The night is long and dark and wearisome, and it can be very difficult to keep our eyes open. But the salvation which Jesus offers us is forever and ever. He is coming. He is coming with forgiveness, and with glory, and with love for all of us. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.